0: to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever been in a situation where you firmly believed in something and people maybe even closest to you did not? In fact, maybe they even called you a liar. Well, that's a situation that Frances found herself in when she and her mother moved in with her aunt and uncle and her cousin Elsie. And this happened right at the time when World War I was going on. Now, Frances lived in England with her mother and father, and then her father went to war to fight for England in the Great War in Europe. It was an incredibly stressful time, and just as anyone knows who has had anyone in the armed services, it's really scary when someone that you love and care about goes off to war. And think about this, now we have ways of communicating with people, we've got email, we have cell phones, we have, you know, we could Zoom somebody. But that was not the case during 1914 to 1918, which is when World War I occurred. So Francis and her mom, after her father goes and joins the Army, they move in with her aunt and uncle, like I said. But Francis's mom is really concerned and worried obviously, about her husband. And so Francis just tries to stay out of the house as much as possible. And Elsie, her older cousin, is wonderful and they have a great time together. But Francis likes to spend a lot of time wandering around behind the cottage on what is called the Beck. The Beck is basically just kind of this wild land that was on the outskirts of the town that they were living in. And as she was wandering around, she often thought she saw little... Creatures, like fairies. And she didn't mention this to anyone, but one afternoon, everything comes out. One night, after a long day at work, Frances' mother opened the front door and stepped through the tiny sitting room into the kitchen. There, on the linoleum, was a big, muddy puddle. In her whole life, Frances' mother had never yelled at her, but she did that night. Why couldn't Frances stay out of the back? She'd never been disobedient before. What was she going to do with her? Besides, there was nothing in the back anyway. And Frances, for the first time in her life, yelled at her mother, There is! I go to see the fairies! Frances's mother stared. The kitchen was dead silent. That's the end, said Aunt Polly. You've started telling stories now. Aunt Polly turned to Elsie and asked her if she'd seen any fairies. Elsie stood right next to Frances and said, Yes, she had. By then, Uncle Arthur had come into the kitchen, but he didn't say a word. In the silence, Frances' mother went upstairs to take off her coat and hat. and Polly finished making tea. They all sat down at the kitchen table. None of them said much, because nobody seemed to know what to say. Later, none of the grown-ups asked Frances anything more about the back. Instead, if Frances was late coming home from one of her piano lessons, they'd ask her if she'd seen any fairies lately. They teased Elsie, too. If she went into one of her daydreams, maybe she'd seen some fairies. Pretty soon, Elsie said she was sick of it. And then she told Frances she had an idea. Why not take a photograph of the fairies? It would stop the teasing once and for all. It would be splendid. And that is exactly what the girls do. They take Elsie's father's camera, big box of a thing. Remember, cameras were not what they are today. So she had this big box and had these glass plates. And that's where the image would go onto these glass plates. So one afternoon, Elsie and Frances head off into the back. And lo and behold, when they come back and have her father develop the glass plates... There are fairies on the plates, and thus begins one of the longest-running hoaxes known to the world, all perpetrated by two young girls. The Fairy Ring, or Elsie and Frances Fool the World, A True Story, by Mary Losher.